Guess who's back? Back again. Episode 8, Holy Shift Podcast. Here we go. Maybe we won't get a flag for not uncopyrighted music. Hope everyone, hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Did you guys have a good time? We had a great time. Yeah. Had a good Pretty good, good Christmas. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> All right. Excited about the conversation today. Should be a good one to settle in and uh, maybe we can push back on each other too a little bit. Yeah. Challenging topic. Yep. Uh, last week went pretty good, kind of interviewing Josh and TJ. So it'll be something similar. Uh, the title of this one is going to be, well, I wouldn't say the title, but can you be good without God? So we have a series of questions. Good conversation. Okay. So the first one, if y'all ready to get into it. Let's get into it. Can an atheist, agnostic, or just someone who is not a Christian be a good person? Uh, yeah, good question. Um, and I think, I think this will be a fun conversation, uh, because it's, it is tough. And this was something that, um, growing up, I remember thinking, uh, like people who weren't Christians were not, I don't want to say good people. I, I just remember having the idea, like, say you go into school, there were kids that went to school who were like really good kids or teachers who were like, you know, very respectable, um, but they didn't go to church. And for some reason that was always like, man, they would be a good person if they would start going to church, you know, or if we could just get them to church. Uh, I remember having conversations like that at church, at youth group, like, man, this, this, you know, my friend, he's such a good guy. He doesn't cuss. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke or anything. Um, but he's just not a Christian. And that, I don't know. It was always like that just dumbfounded us. Like, because we had this idea that if someone was not a Christian, then they must be trying to, you know, live some life of sin. Yeah. And I remember even I, the most the thing that stumped me the most, uh, it just really opened my eyes. I was working at Geneva Walmart and I was at this point, I mean, as diehard, a you know, fundamentalist as you could be, I was witnessing everybody at work and I worked with this guy and he was an atheist. And I remember just thinking, God put this guy here for me to, you know, reveal the truth. And I just had the hardest time because this guy was such a good um, person. He, he was a hard worker. He didn't drink. He never cussed or anything around me. He, uh, I remember I lent him like five bucks. He, he had forgotten some, his wallet one day or something. And I lent him like five bucks to uh, buy some lunch. And I just made the joke. I was like, now it's going to be a, a penny interest every day. You don't pay me back or something. Just something dumb. And uh, he brings the money back like three days later. And he gives me the money and he gives me three pennies. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, three three pennies just like you asked. I was like, <laughs> and it, but it, it, always, it, stumped, it stumped me because he, I viewed him as a better person than myself. Like he was a harder worker. He was, I mean, and I, I thought of myself as a good person. I mean, but I, I based all of that on um, Christ. Like, I'm a good person because, you know, I've got the Holy Spirit and, you know, I'm trying to live for God. But then I just saw him as such a good person, just a naturally good individual. And I, did, I had no explanation for it. Because I thought if somebody's not a Christian or if they're an atheist, they're just trying to run away from God because they want to live in sin. But he didn't do all the thing, any of the things. He was a happily married guy. He had kids, uh, and it just I don't know threw me for a loop. But so yeah, I think you can be a good person and uh, not be a Christian. 
Yeah, it, it does seem like when we were growing up, like you would come into these, come into contact with these people who are like great people, giving, generous, kind, whatever. But it's like the missing puzzle piece was Christianity. So it was like that. It was in, like they were incomplete as a good person. But looking back now, it just seems like such common sense. Like if you look at just the statistics that uh, was it roughly one third of the world's population claims Christianity. And I'm sure it's significantly lower that actually allows it to affect their life on the day to day. But say for the sake of argument, one third of the population is Christian. We would live in a completely different type of world. If two thirds of the world were incapable of being moral, they were incapable of being good. Like it would be drastically different. So I think just from that standpoint, the common sense argument is most people are decent people. Most people want to be good people. I think it's just yeah. the crazies that get all the attention and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was a good an analogy. Um, do you know I remember... people who are, who you would consider good people that are not Christian? Yeah. Um, growing up, I had a friend spent, uh, a lot of weekends with them and they didn't go to church. <clears throat> and I remember being told, I like, I mean, they would give the clothes off their back, you know, to help you. Like I never saw his parents, uh, drink, smoke, curse, anything. Kind of like what you said, TJ. Um, I don't know. They just, <sighs> the mom was just like, so like loving. And I mean, if honestly, if you were around, you really, you really would have thought that they were in church and Christian and stuff. Like you really couldn't tell the difference. But I just remember being told that if they don't go to church, you know, they don't know Jesus. If they don't, if they don't go to church and they're not saved, they don't know Jesus. They're not going to go to heaven. I'm like, that just doesn't seem right, you know, to base it off of that. But, um, I don't know. It's just, that was crazy. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I do think there's, there's like Josh said, it two thirds of the world, you know, there's, there's a lot of people on this yeah. earth. <laughs> so. It's like if two thirds of the world couldn't be decent people, then, and I guess we have to jump that hurdle. Like the Bible says, uh, you know, Romans three, like everybody's sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and, uh, no one's good. No, not even one, <clears throat> but you got to deal with that. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, then this conversation is pointless. But if, if we're talking about a good person in the sense that they're kind, respectful, like the things you said, generous, um, they have integrity, you know, you would trust them with your kids, you would trust, trust them with, you know, your money, whatever. Uh, I mean, I think it's very possible to be a good moral person and not base that morality on, you know, religion or the Bible or anything like that. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah. So, next, <clears throat> does the Bible present us with a solid foundation for us to base our morality? take that one <laughs> does the bible present us with a solid foundation good tough question so i guess i would say that in my experience like in my for me personally that's what you know my life has been based off of for so long like i was raised in a christian home uh you know gone to church my entire life then pursued it professional Christianity or whatever to be a pastor. 
but I think that it is possible to, to, to have morals without the Bible, like we just talked about. So <clears throat> I also think if you just read the Bible with no, like if you just picked it up and read it, no instruction, no, you know, pastor to teach or teach you about anything or to justify anything or whatever, it would be, I think it, you would have a mixed bag of morals because all throughout the old Testament. Yeah. Uh, and, and let me just clarify that I'm not saying God is immoral, but the Old Testament paints, I think, paints God as immoral. I think he's attributed things that are immoral. I mean, he he breaks almost all of the Ten Commandments himself. He, he kills people. He steals people's land. He covets our praise. And then you even look at Jesus says... You have to hate your mother and father to be my disciple. Ten Commandments says honor your mother and father, and that—I mean—that's that might be getting picky and splitting hairs. And again, I'm not saying that God is immoral. I'm saying I think the Bible paints, or that the men who wrote the Bible attribute things to God that paint Him as immoral. And so I think that you can get a base, because I mean that's what. Joanna and I are doing with our kids. We're raising them up in church and they're going through children's ministry and they're getting a, like a basic understanding of how to treat people, how to love people and how to show the love of Christ or whatever. I mean, so I, I think that you can, I mean, I think that I did. I think that probably all three of us did that you can use the Bible or, or not use the Bible that we did. Like we were, oh, we, yeah. that that's, that is our base. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's, uh, my thing is, I don't like, like you were saying about like the Old Testament stuff, like I don't think that the Bible is this like definite, like this, this is the standard, the standard, the law, because like, I guess the argument usually is that, um, if you're not basing your morals on the Bible, then where are you getting them from? Uh, and I mean, people say, well, isn't morality just like subjective or relative? But if you're looking at, <laughs> if you look at the Bible, uh, he pointed out a lot of things. I mean, it's just as you, you have to pick and choose just as much mm-hmm. when you're basing your morality on the Bible. Um, he gave examples of the Ten Commandments. I mean, think about think about the Ten Commandments. Like, let's so one of them is honor the Sabbath, right? The Sabbath is Saturday. So if that is <laughs> a standard of morality, I mean, we're nobody follows that. Jesus. And, and yeah, Seventh Day Adventist. And then Paul uh, even says in Colossians not to judge anybody on based on if they're keeping the Sabbath or not. So, I mean, that one's thrown out the window. And then uh, what else you got? You got honor your father and mother. You mentioned that, how Jesus says he came to set son against daughter, son against father and daughter against mother. I mean, so, I mean, that can't be your standard then if they're not honoring their father and mother because maybe their father and mother are telling them to do stuff they don't need to be doing. Um, Don't kill. I mean, if somebody breaks into your house with a gun, you know, that's something you have. And, and God commands people to kill plenty of times in the Bible. So that's subjective. That's relative to a situation. Uh, don't commit adultery. Probably pretty good advice. You know, I yeah. heed that one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but there's like back doors around it all throughout the Bible. Guys are taking extra wives. They got, you know, Solomon had hundreds of concubines, whatever that means, you know? So I guess he's not committing adultery if they're under those labels, but, um, don't steal. I mean, you still, what if you're starving to death? Is it still, um, sinful? I think it even says in Proverbs, uh, people don't despise a man who steals because he's hungry. Um, so you got that one, uh, covet, our entire 
economic systems based on coveting. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's why we that's why we go to work. We're coming we, out of the coveting season. Yeah, we want to we want to get stuff. So I, you know, so you got all those things. I just don't think you can say that morality from the Bible is like the standard. Um, because it's, it's just as open and it also doesn't cover things like, for example, um, texting and driving. That's a new one we have to deal with. That's not in the Bible. It doesn't say don't text and drive. So can someone say it's immoral to text and drive if it doesn't say it in the Bible? I guess if the Bible is your standard, you can't say that, or, or you know, you're, you're picking and choosing. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a, I guess my answer would be, I don't think it's a, it's the standard. I don't think you can base your entire morality on that. Yeah. I think, I think what I what I was saying is that you can get a foundation from the Bible, but that's not the Bible's purpose. Oh yeah. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff. I, you know, live my life on. I'm mm-hmm. sure both of y'all do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Exactly what Josh just said. Um, <clears throat> the next question is kind of what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you kind of just uh, kind of answered it, but I'll read it anyway. It says, "If you don't believe the Bible, where are you getting your morals from?" Yeah, uh, well, I mean, well, like I said, there's good ideas in the Bible and there's and there's bad ideas. But I think we get our sense of morality and like if y'all like push back against it, if you think of like a, a argument against it. Okay. But we get our sense of morality from just we know how we want to be treated. And I know Jesus says this. Right. He common says, sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty common sense. Um, I mean, there's obviously things we have to think about, uh, but we know how we want to be treated. And so I think we feel bad when we treat other people differently than that. We have that internal, um, you know, I wouldn't want that to happen to me, you know, so I don't want to do this to someone else kind of thing. Um, we have empathy like that's just a part of being a human being and people who don't have that you know we consider psychopaths (laughs) you know somebody who can go around uh like ted bundy or any of those guys and you know cut people up i mean they're obviously psychopaths they got something wrong with them mentally that that just completely messes them up um so but i think we we can get an idea of, of right and wrong based on just how we want to be treated. I mean, I think it's, it's yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. It's, I think it's trial and error, just like anything else you learn as you experience life, you might make a decision like, wow, that turned out poorly. Uh, probably shouldn't make that type of decision again. Or just like you were saying, you have experience with someone who treats you poorly or you treat them poorly. And then you, you learn from that because that, you know, that's not how you would want to be treated. I, I just think that it's kind of in our nature as, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this word and all the fundies don't shut down. It's just evolutionary thinking. People automatically go to monkeys when you say evolution, but it's just over time we've, the human race has learned like what gives a good experience and what gives a bad experience. And I think it's just kind of developed in our nature. And I mean, like, like you were saying, just, we just know common sense. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like y'all said with the Bible, I mean, it is a good base, like Josh said, you know, go by Jesus' teachings. Um, something really good to live by. But <clears throat> go down a little rabbit hole for a minute. 
do you think uh like Jeffrey Dahmer and them were born with that mental problem or do you think something triggered that in their childhood and what like why would it's almost like God is punishing the ones who are murdered by them to be for it to be so gruesome yeah I mean I, I don't think we could say for sure uh, you know unless we'd have to learn a lot more about how the brain works and and but you gotta think how how influenced we are by so much of you know our body chemistry like you got people taking antidepressants and and all this sort of thing you know because they're they have chemical imbalances in their mind in their brain um and, and we just don't understand that i don't think well enough to be able to answer your question honestly but i think like they clearly had something wrong with them right i mean yeah, I mean, like it's probably a combination of both things. Maybe like yeah. something they were born with, and then their experiences through life breeds that. Did you think about how, just like uh, like an average person? Um, so many different things influence. Like we don't have a. I hate to I I hate to say like we don't have control because I'm a big advocate for taking responsibility for your your own actions and everything, but. Like, you think about, like, our hormones. You think about, like... You mean, like, emotional outbursts? Yeah. You think about, uh, like, uh, let's say always think somebody is... What is it? You said, always think for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, different factors influence us in ways that we don't really realize a lot of times. Yeah. Even something yeah. as simple as music can affect our mood and our thoughts. And uh, so there's just so much that affects us that we are not fully in control of. Mm -hmm. So somebody like, uh, you know, those guys, I mean, I'll, who knows? All it takes is one screw loose to mess up the whole machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Um, so in one of our other episodes, we called slavery evil. How can someone call anything good or bad if they're not basing it on something God said? That's a good question. She started off. I'll feed off of you. Um, I just think, okay, so good and bad are just words that we ascribe to, to actions that we see as harmful or um so for example like like texting and driving i mentioned that one earlier right you're not basing whether that's good or bad off of anything you read in the bible anything god has ever said you're basing your description of that action off of potential outcome yeah off of its potential to um cause devastating, you know, it's cause suffering or harm to other people. So I think we label stuff good or bad in, in the sense that, um, is it harmful? Is it harmful to other people? Is it harmful to ourselves? Uh, or is it beneficial? So a lot of our language around morality, I think comes from just our recognizing that, Certain things are are not helpful, not beneficial, and then some things are, are you know extremely dangerous, <laughs> extremely harmful. Yeah, it's just I think good and bad are just words we use to describe the potential outcome. Like it's not like God set the standard for your cholesterol, and so that's how we know if your cholesterol is good or bad. It's like it will if your cholesterol gets to this point we call it bad because you're probably going to die soon yeah. or if it's here then you're good yeah. so it's just the this words we use to describe a potential outcome it's not this you know moral objective and like you you mentioned slavery so 
if you're basing your morality, and we said this in that that one episode, if you're basing good and evil off of what the Bible says, well then you have you're going to have a real problem calling slavery bad or evil, mm-hmm. because if what is good is anything that God commands, then there has to be some sense that slavery is good or at least acceptable because God clearly uh, allows it and gives instruction on how he wants it to be performed. Um, so if you're calling that evil, like like we did, you know, which I'm basing that off of, I don't want to be enslaved, right? I don't want to be a slave. I don't want that to be a possibility. So to me, that is a bad thing. That's, that's an evil thing to own someone and be able to, you know, beat them senseless and, you know, control their entire life like that. Uh, and, and there's lots of things in the Bible that I think you could, that could fall under that description in, in the Old Testament. Um, so like Josh said, you know, with cholesterol, like we don't have a Bible telling us, you know, about our health, but we know things that are good and bad for your, for your body, for your health. And that's just, and and it changes over time. Right. So like back when the guys who wrote the Bible were writing this stuff, they may have not viewed slavery as bad, as quite as bad. Um, then the way they treated women was also much different than we do today. So it has changed over time. And I don't think that is because of the Bible. I think that is just the more we have learned, the The more we have. Yeah. I mean, the more we have built our, uh, you know, I guess emotionally evolved, we have changed our thinking on morality in some of those instances. So, you know, I think you can call stuff good, good or bad and not have to have a supernatural standard on that. And and I'm, I'm saying that that sounds like I'm arguing that, you, you know, as an atheist or something, but you know, I believe in God, so I don't have a problem with, you know, God creating a moral standard or something. Um, but I don't think that we can, that, you know, you're going to open the Bible and find that. So maybe, maybe it's inside of us and that's how we have this conscience and stuff. But, um, I think, I think we develop, we learn more. So we change, you know, we may, uh, see how something affects other people like, um, you know, something like pollution, right? Companies used to just dump tons of stuff, you know, into the oceans and into the air. And, you know, we were like, Hey, this is not good for us. You know, people, I remember seeing people, uh, you remember that show Captain Planet? Yeah. Right. Like people used to deal with something called smog in like these big cities in Los Angeles and New York. We don't even, we don't have that anymore because we realize, Hey, that's not because good. Of Captain Planet. Because of Captain Planet, right? <laughs> Captain Planet. A green mullet. So, uh, I don't know. That's where I think, I think we can call something good or bad based on how it affects our well-being. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And each of us individually too, because somebody might say something is good. Somebody else might think that thing's bad. Yeah. So, okay. That's a good point. So if somebody thinks something's good and somebody thinks something bad is bad and you're not basing it off the Bible or some, um, some objective standard, how, how can you, who, how do you determine who's right? Duel to the death. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. So, okay. I think it would, I've heard this. I think it would depend on what it is. Right. So Hitler obviously thought, you know, the world, it was a good thing to eliminate Jewish people. And he obviously convinced a significant amount of people to help him and to agree with him and help him in that task. 
Um, so how can, you know, how could we say if you don't, if you're not basing it off of some objective standard, how can you say that Hitler was, Hitler was wrong, that Hitler was evil? I mean, I think it just goes back to what you're saying about how you want to be treated. Like, I don't want somebody rounding yeah. me up and putting me in gas chambers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, and I think, I don't know, I, I, I don't really guess I have the word for it, but it's just that I think human beings naturally don't want to hurt other human beings. Like, I, I think that or at least I think that's how I should be. I don't know. That's how I feel. And I just think that it's, um, I don't know, just part of our nature to, to be like, if any one of us, if any normal person saw a kid drowning, drowning, they're going to jump in the water after them. Any normal human being, yeah. someone gets in a car, sees a car wreck, they're going to try to help, like do whatever they can to help. Like, I think we're just all having instinct to help. And I think it, I mean, obviously you can be manipulated and convinced Hitler did that. He convinced a lot of people to kill a lot of people. But I just think that naturally, instinctively, we all have that uh, caring component. I agree with that. I think a lot of his stuff was, I mean, I think it could have been brainwashing too, obviously. Yeah, sure. Because you just talked about like how our emotions affect us, and I mean, he's invoking the he's invoking emotions like pride and your race or your country or whatever. And I, and he was just I think it was just emotional manipulation and all. all of it. Yeah. So if I'm so if I'm playing the um, I guess the devil's advocate here, but still, like, so obviously he didn't have those emotions. And he thought he was doing something good. What? And we're calling him calling him evil. What do you? How you? What are you basing that on? How can you say it's evil? Um, it's illegal for one. No. Well, say Hitler wins. Say Hitler wins the war, right? The Germans win. Uh -huh. It's not illegal then. <laughs> so you've got. You've got the guy in charge who thinks it's good to to murder Jews, and then you've got people, tons of people who agree with him. And obviously, if he's in charge, that idea is going to spread. So, what's the uh, what's the basis there? Then the majority starts to agree with him, and you're a minority. How can you still say that he's in the wrong? Again, I mean, I, I think that it's, man, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I have an answer. I think it's just the, I think, I think it would just be morals and yeah, common sense. <laughs> yeah. The, Cause that's what I feel like that it's just common sense, not to kill people yeah. that are different than you or to kill anyone for that matter. So I, I don't know, I guess I've never had to think through that in my first world problems what do you think um so yeah i mean i think like i had said earlier i think we we have to base so if we're not basing our morality on something that we have that god said like the bible or uh you know whatever quran some kind of standard that has apparently been given to us by God, then we have to base it on um, our, yeah, we have to, we have to base it on the well-being of, you know, other people. Like we have to base it on empathy. I guess, I guess that would be the, the answer. Empathy and, um, you know, what is, what, like we said, what would I, want to happen to me like how would i want to be treated yeah it's just i think maybe the the way i'm looking to describe it is we all have an understanding of the value of human life 
And so we like the sanctity of life. So we try to protect that in, instinctively. So like if, even if Hitler's in charge and he's saying it's okay to do this, like we know that taking life is wrong because we know the value of life and we have empathy for those people. Like if, if we put ourselves in their shoes or their family shoes or whatever, like we see the negative impact. Like we were talking about good and bad describes the potential outcomes. Guys, that's a bad outcome if you're a Jew. So when was the very first thing in the Bible wrote? Like, uh, was it years after humans had been on earth and, or oh, was yeah. it, or are they writing it at the same as they went? You talking about like the, the beginning of time? Be a stupid question. Yeah. No, 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 I, I wasn't laughing at you. I was, uh, I was laughing because I remember a guy, uh, <laughs> I was talking to a guy, we were, we were actually doing a play and one of the, it was Footloose and one of the play, one thing in the play was talking about um, how before the Bible, because I don't, I got to explain this whole thing now. So like the whole play is about dancing. So this is one of those things. That's another gray area. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with dancing, <laughs> but some people think there is. So, um, the whole play is about it dancing being immoral or not immoral. And one of the characters in the, in the show mentions that before the Bible, uh, you know, people danced all the time. And I remember having a guy, he was a Christian guy and he, he leans over to me <clears throat> and he goes, but we all know there was no before the Bible. Like, and I was like, what? and it, it confused me for a second, but that's what his thinking was that the Bible was written at the beginning of time. Like, I guess it came, it came along with everything else. Um, so, but to answer your question, no, the Bible was, was written in like, I want to say the uh, first books of the Bible was written around 500 BC. So, and I could, I could be off there a little bit, um, but it was, it was not, uh, it was not the beginning. It wasn't written by, uh, Adam, I guess, <laughs> if you want to okay. go that route. So yeah, people, cause I was there. So, uh, uh, yeah. So good point with that question. Right. And kind of like we pointed out in that other episode with some of these commands about slavery, about, uh, treatment of women and selling daughters and all this stuff. They're, they're obviously, you know, they reflect the culture around them. So there were, you know, there were already laws and stuff. People created legal systems before the Bible existed. Right. So, and a lot of these are just a reflection of, you can look at something, uh, called Hammurabi's code. And this was Egypt right? They had created, uh, this entire whole set of laws. And a lot of them are similar to what you find in Exodus and Deuteronomy, like in the books, the first five books of the Bible. So, um, people had a sense of things that were good and things that were bad well before the Bible. So does that answer your question? Like, yeah, the Bible was written after people were already making laws to live by because basically I was, I was kind of getting at to like, how were the ones before it was written living their lives? But you answered that. Cause basically, I mean, yeah. like you said, it's common sense. They, they, they knew what was good and bad. Yeah. I mean, from, we have to live, there's, you know, 7 billion people on the planet. We all have to figure out how to live, to, you know, together we can't be running around stealing from everybody and killing whoever we want. Like that we have to have some, you know, limits. And I think everybody is pretty aware of that for the most part, except yeah. like the psychopaths that we, we mentioned. <laughs> it's just something yeah. we have learned 
trying to live together. Yeah. Cause it's only gonna it's only gonna get more crowded. <laughs> yeah. And but and, and we also, you know, things change. Our our ideas of what's right and wrong change over time. Um Yeah. They shift. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, it shifts over time. So I mean we see and we see that happening today. Like we see uh you see that like I mentioned dancing. So look at look at church some older churches. I remember women it was wrong for women to wear pants. Um it was wrong to play cards, go to the movie theater, um drink alcohol. That's something that has been controversial. So you look in within Christianity people have constantly disagreed on what's right and wrong. So, you know, obviously whatever this objective standard is, is nobody agrees on it or seems to, (laughs) but it has also changed with culture. Like women wear pants and that's not a big deal. (laughs) People have, you know, they dance at their wedding and most people don't have a problem with that. So it changes over time. What are you going to say? I was going to say, I remember I was, uh, whenever I was on staff at the first church, I was like cleaning out one of the rooms or something. And I found an old book. It was like a Jimmy Swagger Q and a book. And I just opened it up. And the first question was, can women wear pants? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say, going back to the, the dancing thing, some churches don't believe in dancing at your wedding. And yeah, uh, Laney and I, like, because we wanted to use this church, we weren't able to, you know, dance at our wedding. Mm-hmm. Not even like the, not even like the, the, the groom and the mom dance or mm. the father and the, the daughter, you, you couldn't do that. And looking back now. I kind of regret it because we, I mean, that's something we get to miss out on. Yeah. So, uh, I remember, uh, we didn't, we didn't do that. We didn't dance either. I don't, did we get married at the same place? Yeah. Okay. So I guess we wouldn't have been allowed to anyway, (laughs) but yeah, uh, that's something that I always wish we would have done. So, but you look at that and times are obviously changing. I, you know, I don't think anybody has a problem playing card games or rolling dice, but that used to be a big issue. Yeah. And then you look at bigger things like slavery. Um, in in the during the Civil War times, when Abraham Lincoln got elected, people would use the Bible to argue for slavery. Like a lot of Christians, I, I don't know if I should say this. Because I could be wrong, but I think the reason the Southern Baptist denomination exists is because that was the, I think slavery was one of their issues. Like they were pro-slavery. Could be wrong. I was about to say the same thing. Two wrongs don't make a right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But slavery was not looked at as unchristian as long, you know, as uh, recent as 200 years ago. Um, so we have obviously, you know, shifted on that. And you look at one thing that we're battling now, battling, I'm not battling, but, you know, <laughs> churches are battling. You see it in the Methodist church and stuff is, is homosexuality. Can, uh, you know, a gay person be a minister, serve in church, or even be considered Christian? And there's a lot of tension with that in some, some denominations, and I think it's only going to, uh, you know, become more of a, I mean, the more rights that gay people get in America, it's only going to become more of a thing as gay becomes more accepted, gay, (laughs) homosexuality becomes more accepted. So it's just a thing that we have to, uh, think about. Yeah. I did a quick search on that and the only thing I could find well the first thing that came up was talking about the year long study by the Southern Baptist 
Theological Seminary found that all four founding faculty members owned slaves and were deeply complicit in the defense slaves. of slavery. So clearly they were, yeah, I'd have to have to look it up. We'll, we'll post a fact check on the, um, and on the Facebook page. We're out here slandering the SBC. Yeah. They're doing pretty good. And there's another one. Sounds like the Southern Baptist convention was founded in 1845 to safeguard the institution of slavery. Uh, okay. Northern Baptist yeah, had yeah. recently, huh? Yeah, that's what that's, we're, that's what we're, we're uh, looking for right there. So that's why the Southern yeah. Baptist Convention was founded to protect uh, slavery. Yeah. And it says Northern Baptist had recently ruled that men who owned slaves were no longer permitted to serve as missionaries in slaveholding. Baptist decided to form their own group in protest. So. Mm. And then here's here I just found on my phone. Um, in 2013, the Southern Baptist Convention had a uh, like a, a meeting to confront the fact that that was a part of their history, and now they, you know, are um, regretful for it. So that shows you right there. I mean, morality. It has changed with the time, and uh, and that was only not, ten years ago. Yeah, that they ten actually had this, you know, <laughs> actually came out and I guess apologized for it or whatever. So I don't remember what the original question was, but um, <laughs> I mean that shows you how our sense of what's right and wrong changes. And I think, uh, you know, you see that in Christianity and you see it outside of Christianity. Um, but I think it's just a human thing as a whole. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> is morality objective? And if it is, wouldn't God have to set the standard? You think it's objective? We were just talking about this earlier. I don't. I don't know if I really have an answer for this because I kind of have a foot in both camps, objective and or subjective. <clears throat> but I don't think that God has to set the standard if it is objective. Um. Because again, I just think it's like a human, like a societal thing. Like as we've experienced life, as we've progressed throughout time as a race. We've developed, we've developed these ideas that these things lead to good outcomes. These things lead to bad outcomes. These actions are moral. These actions are immoral. And there's just our experience. So I guess, I mean, if is objective in the sense that it never changes, is that, I mean, obviously changes. Well, okay. So yeah, like an objective standard would be like, there's this standard that exists. That always uh, everything exists. that's right, yeah, and okay, then no, it's not objective. Okay, <laughs> I don't think that it is, anyways. Which I guess I would say I, I would think that it could be, and that possibly wouldn't depend on, you know, whether God exists or not. I think an atheist could have an objective moral standard based on like we don't we like obviously there is an objective standard of health, right? Like, we may not know what it is, right? You see articles, hey, eating eggs every morning is good for you. And then we do more research and they're like, hey, maybe you want to back off on the eggs. Like, there, there is an objective standard for health. There's, there is good food to eat and there's bad food to eat. There's good exercise, there's bad um, habits, maybe even bad exercise, you know, overdoing it or whatever. Um, and we're, we're constantly trying to find what that is. So I think the same thing might could be said for morality. Um, if you're wanting to, to have a morality as someone who's not religious, um, based off of 
the health as the uh, of humanity in that sense so the well-being of people as a whole right there is obviously right answers to questions like um you know should we be allowed to you know take whatever we want whenever we want from whoever we want right there's a right answer um based off of what's going to be the best for us as as a society um there's also a wrong answer same could be said for like killing or you know um driving uh, 90 miles through the middle of a busy you know school crossing right i mean that's probably immoral there's no there's no like rule in the bible that says don't speed in school zones but <laughs> we know that's not a good thing to do so i think you, there again there could be right answers to all moral questions which would be an objective standard um and that not be based off of a religion or i hate to say not based on god because i as as someone who believes in god you know obviously um it's you know i'm arguing at from a perspective in that case of someone who doesn't but um I don't think an objective moral standard depends on whether or not there's a God, I guess. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I think there's, I mean, life, life is a thing. It's an experience and there's a way to live a life correctly. And there's a way to live life incorrectly. So I think that, I mean, again, like you were saying, we might not know what that is, but there are answers to the, to the questions yeah i don't know if any of that yep. makes sense no i mean that makes sense but i guess correctly and incorrectly is is a difficult thing to defend yeah, maybe that's not the the right word to use there's a better way yeah in a you know probably living your life causing the most misery to other people as possible is you know probably the worst way to live like, I think most people would agree on that. If you're someone who just wakes up every morning looking to ruin as many people's day as possible, <laughs> you're probably not a good person. And then someone Including who... Including yourself, uh, too. Yeah. You know, so I, I think we just have a sense of, uh, you know, and there's difficult questions. There's difficult moral questions. For sure. Um, can't think of any right off the top of my head. <laughs> but something like, okay, and this is a discussion I don't want to have right now because I haven't fully thought through, but something like, um, you know, euthanasia. Like if somebody's at the end of their life and they're just living in suffering, they're about to die, should a doctor be able to go ahead and end it for them? You know, that's a difficult moral question. And, you know, I think that's something that we as humans have to explore. And, you know, if that ever becomes a legal option, you know, you're going to have people that disagree with it. You're going to have people that agree with it. Uh, so that's that's one of those dilemmas. That's a, that's a difficult question. And I, you know, I'm not going to try to answer it right now because I'd have a lot of thinking to do on that, but... That's just an example. Would that fall in? Would that fall under your body, your choice? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be the same essential. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, <laughs> you know. So. I think we had actually texted about that a while back, maybe a year or so ago. Asking probably, I'm sure we've had a discussion about that, but it's a, it's just tough. It's not something that you can easily answer, and then it also becomes emotional. Because people have, you know, examples in life that have affected them. So that's going to affect their view of it. Yeah. I so is there an too. objective answer to that question? <laughs> I don't know. That's, you know <laughs> it's a tough, it's a tough conversation. Is there any problem with basing morality on God? 
basing your morality on God. Can there be any problem with that? Which God? <laughs> okay. <laughs> any God, I guess. You, you started off. Uh, I would say, yeah, there can be, for sure. Yeah. Um, look at 9-11, right? <laughs> the Crusades. Uh, yeah, look at, um, you know, back, you know, the Inquisitions, whenever they would torture her- heretics, you know, so if somebody didn't agree, you know, wasn't teaching what they considered the right uh, theology, you know, they, they would kill you. They would torture you because, you know, if obviously if hell is a thing, there's no worse crime than trying to mislead people, make them believe the wrong thing. So um, if you're basing your morality solely on God, then what is right or wrong becomes what offends or pleases God. So when you do something wrong, the victim then is no longer who you're wronging, but the victim is always God in that case. So you look at, uh, you look at like, like I said, 9-11, in their mind, they were basing their morality on um, what they thought was pleasing to their God. It didn't matter who they were harming because they were doing, they were committing an action that they thought was pleasing to God, which caused tremendous amount of suffering. We see that as, you know, just outrageous, completely evil. And uh, because, you know, as Christians, you know, if you're basing your morality on a different God, um, you see that as an action, well, they're serving Satan or some other, you know, false God. Uh, but at the same time, and this will be a little controversial, Christians will defend the actions of someone like uh, Moses or Joshua going through slaughtering people of a different religion um, based on them pleasing God. And having no concern for the suffering of the people that they're they're affecting, and I've seen I've seen uh, <laughs> you can find on TikTok like interviews with BYU students. Uh, I've seen those who are Mormons, Jeez. and uh, you know there it's a good example. Um, they call it vertical morality. So if if your morality is based off of what is pleasing to God or not pleasing. Um, and not based off of how it affects others. So they ask them questions like, would you rather take a sip of alcohol or kill a puppy? And they overwhelmingly answer, kill a puppy, because they view taking a sip of alcohol as offensive to God. So it's wrong in their relationship with God. It doesn't matter about the suffering of another living thing. Uh, And then they they did another example like, would you rather end racism or end premarital sex. <laughs> so premarital sex is wrong in the eyes of God, but I guess racism, you know, it's not mentioned. So they all, they all pick premarital sex. So it, it's, there can be problems to answer the question. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't think we have a clear enough picture of God to base morality off of because it's left so much up to human interpretation and there's still the whole aspect of faith makes it problematic. Like if I think if God came down and just had a visitation with the whole world and laid out objective, like objective things, an objective standard, then yeah, I'd say that's probably what we'd want to go by. But with the information we have and the, what's been given to us, I think it can really be problematic if that's your sole source. Because uh, it was just like you're saying, they don't comprehend, it's, it's the vertical, 
It's, I mean, it's the same thing with what, I mean, just a, a lot of pastors do. They get up and they preach hell, hellfire and brimstone for not tithing because that's what they think is what God wants them to do. They don't take into account the effect that's going to have on people, the emotional, the, you know, the financial. So I just think it can be extremely problematic given what the information that we have about God to, to base uh, your morality off of that solely. Again, I think, I mean, all three of us, I think I can, I can say our morality is based somewhat off of what we've learned about God and the Bible and everything taken from the Bible. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So. <clears throat> and I, I think it's, it can um, open up too simplistic of a, a view of right and wrong. Like, um, I, I remember us having discussions in Sunday school about something like stuff like this, like something like, you know, the Bible obviously says don't lie. Uh, well, then you have, you know, we go back to the Holocaust where people were hiding Jews and some of the, the Nazis are coming around looking for them and they say, do you have any Jews in here? Well, what do you do in that situation? Do you lie to protect the lives of these people you're hiding? Or do you just, you know, tell the truth because you believe that's, you know, the moral standard and, you know, <laughs> sacrifice the lives of these people who are being done wrong? Um, so in that sense, you're, you're faced with, do I lie and break what I think is a commandment from God, you know, vertical morality, risk the potential of offending God, or do I uh, tell the truth and cause suffering to other people, which is, uh, you know, morality based off of how this is going to affect you know, fellow human beings. Um, so, you know, it, it's, these are tough, these are tough questions. And I, I kind of wish we had somebody else here who disagreed with us to like push back. So that would, uh, you know, open up the conversation more, but we need to do episodes like that where we have a, have like a guest, a guest, uh, you know, on the podcast who disagrees with something we're talking about and that'd be fun. But yeah, anyway, I, like I was saying, I think it can be problematic and it can make morality too simplistic um, to the point that you're not dealing with those gray areas. Um, so. yep. You got any thoughts on it? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but these are really hard think... questions. Good. Yeah. The only thing I was thinking of was uh, a lot of, I would say probably the majority of Christians. Um, I don't know if you could really say from a long time ago, but I would say they they would believe that magic is bad, right? Um. Yeah, like witches. <laughs> well, I guess it depends. Yeah, witches for sure, but more like the David Blaine stuff. Oh, okay. Like magic tricks. Yeah. But what would... Would the miracles that God did be put into the same category as being magic? Or no? That Just be another thought. episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know. What, uh, <laughs> that's Next time on the Holy Shit Pocket. <laughs> that's the thing about that one. Yeah. All right, well, that's all I've got. Um, you got any final thoughts? Uh, just don't be a douche in life. Oh. <laughs> you can leave that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just I think you can be a good person regardless of what you believe. 
I think that's important. I think being kind to other, we live on, like I said, we live on the planet with 7 billion other people. Um, we all have to figure out how to live together. So, you know, just be kind. Like it's, it's nice to walk into an atmosphere where, you know, nobody is, you know, condemning you where, where people are just kind and accepting. Um, and, you know, I want to create that atmosphere for people in my own life. You know, I think, uh, I think happy people, you know, cause less problems. Like you don't have a lot of happy people going around murdering people going around, you know, shooting up a movie theater or whatever. Well, I have, so, a, I have a quick question. Yeah. So the guy that you worked with, um, yeah, in Walmart. Would you, yeah. Would you say if he died, would he spend eternity in hell? Yeah. I mean, because that doesn't, you know, I mean, I don't know. That's tough, you know, because he's I mean, I don't literally living. So. I don't think. What is, yeah, I mean, because he, like, that would make no sense to me. Again, like, if we want to go back to what we talked about in that, in the hell episode, like, it would, he was a, he's a, as far as I know, I, I haven't talked to him in t 10, I don't know, longer than that, like, 15 years. But if he's still, you know, just as good a guy and then he dies, like, that would be completely unjust to me. So no, I don't, I don't think so, yeah. but yeah, so, you know, that's a, yeah, like I said, just, I mean, I don't think we know. I think the, the things we do know for sure is that, um, like they say, hurt people, hurt people and, you know, happy people make life better so if we want to um increase people's happiness by our actions and our lives or if we want to create more hurt people you know we have that choice we know what we can do to either increase suffering or increase well-being and i think if we direct our actions towards increasing the well-being of other people i think we're going to live much more fulfilling lives and we'll live in much more fulfilling communities because we all like yeah. to live in a community where people help each other or generous or kind, trustworthy. So those kind of things are, are valuable to us. And if we live like that ourselves, we're more likely to help produce that in our, the world around us. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> and, uh, if any of you have topics you'd like for us to discuss, let us know. Drop it in the comments. Follow us on all social medias at Holy Shift Pod. Send us an email at Holy Shift at Gmail. Holy Shift Pod. At Holy Shift Pod at gmail.com. I don't even know. If anybody wants to be on an episode and uh, challenge some of the things we're talking about, <laughs> let us know. We'll Set make it, it